Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the Call to Action podcast. Jeremy, how, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm struggling. You're struggling, <laughs> I'm huh? struggling, man. It's uh, the winter blues have hit. Yeah, it's that I, time uh, of year, man. I feel you. Feeling a little under the weather. We've got to power through today. Yep. A lot of, lot of action going on. A lot which, of action. Which always has me going. Yeah. <laughs> and so no, uh, they, they say the best, the best treatment is more action. <laughs> Well, give me more. Feed yeah. me all you got. <laughs> put put it in an IV. Yes. Yeah. Pump it through my veins. I'm here for <laughs> it. Anything to get better. But hey, I'm, I'm happy to be back with you. Yeah. Today, uh, how was your weekend? Good. Good. I was down in Akron all all weekend for our, our men's soccer championship. It was awesome, man. We had uh, uh, two upsets in the semifinal rounds. So West Virginia and Bowling Green, um, both both had upsets there. And then in the final, man, we had a great game. The, the last goal wasn't scored until um, the final five minutes of the match. So yeah, um, congratulations so. To, to West Virginia, the, the number six seed who hadn't wow. won who hadn't won a conference game um, all year, uh, pulled out three straight victories in the tournament to win it. So congrats. Impressive. Yeah, congrats Impressive. to head coach um, Marlon LeBlanc and, and their squad for, for pulling that one out. It was, it was a great tournament, I thought. Yeah, and later this episode we'll be talking to Coach LeBlanc. Yeah, which, we will. And, and hear about that run and hear about what motivated his team. It all started with a snowball fight. Yes, it did. Little spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll we'll save that story for he he tells it well, so it's it's a good story. Yeah, and we found out yesterday from our own Jeff Bacon, men's soccer yes. chair. We watched the soccer show here in the office that West Virginia is headed to Indianapolis to take yep. on Butler Bulldogs. Yep. Uh, if they win that, they'll go to Marshall. They'll play against Marshall, nice. the the Thundering Herd. Well, hey, best of luck to Coach LeBlanc. And the Mountaineers. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I think via our Twitter that uh, West Virginia is in the MAC. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. The, I mean, obviously they're they're in the Big Twelve for for most of their sports, so it's it's understandable, I guess. But the the Big Twelve doesn't sponsor men's soccer, so we're ha- we are happy to take them as as we yeah. Would say. We we had to set a lot of people straight. Uh, yeah. They said, Why is West Virginia holding a MAC trophy? Well, because they're in the MAC for men's yeah. soccer. So <laughs> they got it real quick. They figured their it out. their first championship. Mid American Conference Championship, yep. uh, and and now people know. Yep, people know now they were actually know. at the basketball game. I was going to say they were just yeah. honored at the basketball game. So hopefully everyone knows now. Speaking of championships coming up, we got we got another one coming up here soon in in early December with football, and obviously we have we have action going on tonight since it's Tuesday. Yes, we are back with the action. Midweek action is here. Greatest month continues with <laughs> all of our midweek games. Tonight with Eastern Michigan at Northern Illinois on ESPN2. Eastern Michigan going for bowl eligibility. And then Ohio at Bowling Green on ESPNU. Coach Solich going for win 111 uh, to become the Max winningest coach. Then tomorrow we have Akron at Miami uh, on ESPNU and Toledo at Buffalo on ESPN2. Buffalo also uh, trying to become bowl eligible. And, of course, Miami clinched the East Division title last week, and, and we will be seeing Coach Martin and company in Detroit. Yeah, and for the, for the West, it's, it's going to be really interesting coming down to the end of it. We it's could, the wild, wild West. Yeah, we could, we could ha- possibly have a, a, what did we say, a, a three, four, and five-way tie? We could have tie? a two, three, four, five-way tie for the West. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting coming down to these last few games. Uh, I don't know if I directly know all the scenarios off the Not top of my head, no. but yeah, I don't want to pretend like I yeah, know. Yeah, we talked so. about that last show. It's, it's still a, a, a wild seen in the west yep. uh, western michigan and central michigan both lead with five and two records but 
that can change. Yeah, they control their own destiny. I mean, if they win out, they, they'll be going to Detroit. So should we uh, another great MAC championship for football? Uh, we're looking forward to going, uh, getting back to Detroit in uh, early December, and uh, we hope to bring you a ton of content from that week for sure. Yeah, we have a we have a huge week lined up. We're starting to line up for football championship week in Detroit. Don't give them uh, any spoilers. Though. No, no spoilers. No nah, spoilers. Yeah. You're gonna have to tune in and yeah. listen. But we, we're really working hard to give you guys uh, the most content that we could come up with uh, leading up to the championship so that you're all ready for the big game on Saturday. Like you said, Eastern and Buffalo both going for that bowl eligibility this week. We already have four bowl eligible teams. in Yeah, Central, Western, uh, Miami, and Toledo are yeah. bowl eligible. That's six bowl eligible teams yeah. coming our way. There still hopefully. could be more. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think I heard someone say we could have uh, up to nine this year. So <laughs> that's it, incredible. It, it'll be a, it'll be a fun bowl season for sure. We haven't even touched on bowl season yet. So uh, definitely a lot more content in that in that regard coming up soon. Uh, yeah, maybe you'll uh, go on a bowl trip. <laughs> maybe i don't think <laughs> i don't think i'd be trusted to go to to st petersburg or or anywhere or dallas or anywhere like that i don't think they trust me like that yet last year i went to frisco yeah with the bobcats got a got a w you, you got the one bowl one <laughs> i think it's uh, the past two years right or did you no no i okay. went uh went to frisco the year before that i didn't go anywhere okay nice. i didn't go anywhere yeah. um do you like traveling for bowls i do yeah i do it's fun you get to see new places last year uh, they played in, I believe it's called Toyota Stadium mm-hmm. down there in uh, in Frisco, Texas. It's where their soccer team plays. Oh, okay. It was, you know, they transformed it into a football stadium. It was a great time down there. Weather's nice in December being down in Texas. That's that's the great yeah. part about bowls is yeah. most times. You got to bring your golf clubs, didn't you? I rented golf clubs. Okay, got to play nice. a little December golf, which I don't think I had, had ever done in my life. Yeah. Um. So it's enjoyable. It's it's really cool to see all the events that go on in Bowl Week. I don't think uh, people realize how much programming there is around yeah. the bowl game. Uh, just the kind of things that they have for the kids to do and to interact. And, uh, and we had a we had a whole family feud type game. I remember last year with San Diego State. Yeah, and Ohio. there was a bunch of stuff on the beach too, wasn't there? That was in the Bahamas. In the Bahamas, yeah, yeah Bahamas yeah. Bowl. All, all these bowl games always try to do. Uh, a lot for the for the kids make it an enjoyable experience and i think that's what they work all year for is to to put it on i know yeah it's such a such a hard time of the year um you know like that christmas to new year's type of type of thing so uh i think it's always great to to bring in like that fun aspect to the bowl for sure yeah the special time and i had never seen anything like it was when we went to the cotton bowl with western michigan i was able to go on that trip the Cotton Bowl is a different animal. I I'm mean, sure. The hotel, sure. the hospitality, the first class manner that they just did everything. Uh, it's a it's a trip that I'll never forget. Uh, not only not only was the hotel and all the things that they had. I mean they they brought in Rascal Flats to do a concert yeah. just for the two teams. That's awesome. Uh, it, at this place right by the hotel. Again, they do uh, a lot of things at all these bowl games, but with the Cotton Bowl, it was incredible, uh, not to mention they were playing at AT&T Stadium in, yeah. in Dallas. So, you know, whoever that ma- next MAC team is yep. uh, that, that goes to that New Year's Six Bowl, I hope you're there. Yeah, be ready, because Jeremy will be right there with you. He'll be he'll be excited. No, to I hope on. you're there. I <laughs> no, I don't, think, I don't think so. You need to experience I it. I know. That, that would be fun. but We, we could take the pot on the road. Oh, I would love that. I don't think they would. I don't think they would let both of us go. Pot on the beach. Ooh, nice. Take these I like, I, I like that idea. Plug. I like that idea. 
you could get some good content. What's there. what's that song? Um, toes in the water. You know, that's Zach Brown. Yeah. 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 That's what you want to do? Yeah, I think so. Pod yeah. Pod in the sand. Beach Boys. <laughs> Beach Boys. We have to <laughs> rename the podcast. I think. Just maybe, for a week. Well, no, Beach maybe Boys. I think we might stay on there. I don't know. We might not come back. The Bahama Boys. The Bahama Boys. If you send us to I the Bahamas. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We could get that done. I think we could. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. You need to go on a bowl trip. The bowl experience, no matter where you go, is is incredible. And uh, like you said, we have four teams that are going to get to experience that. We could have six. We could have seven. We could have eight. We could even have nine. Yep. And uh, to, to have one more game in your season is, is always a great thing for our student athletes and just to experience that trip for some their last trip with their teammates if they're seniors so yep with that uh do you want to get in this interview with uh coach LeBlanc LeBlanc? yeah Yeah, I think that would be great uh with that we'll uh bring you to this interview with coach Marlon LeBlanc We are now pleased to welcome on the Call to Action podcast head coach of the West Virginia men's soccer team, Marlon LeBlanc. Coach, how, how are you today? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a good morning. Good morning to still be playing. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. We know uh, you got a busy schedule after after winning the conference championship and moving moving right along to the NCAA tournament, so we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, Coach, my first question is I saw how your tournament run started, and it started with a snowball fight. Uh, I, d- I handle all of our social media and uh, saw the, the uh, when you guys went to SIUE and uh, had a little fun <laughs> with the guys. T- tell us about that story. And then, uh, you know, you won three straight, and uh, here you are, Mac Champs. Well, outside of the, uh, the embarrassment of not being able to flip my camera while <laughs> looking at the screen, um, it, was, uh, it was a good day. We, I mean, we started the morning training here in shorts and T-shirt. It was beautiful. Uh, one of the best winter slash fall days we've had so far. And um, next thing you know, we're getting off the bus for a rest stop and <laughs> we're in the middle of a snowstorm. Um, so we had a bit of a, of a tricky, uh, a tricky travel coming out because of the, the late game uh, on a Saturday night, um, the holiday on, on the Monday with veterans day, we couldn't get flights out. And that actually turned out to be a little bit of a blessing in disguise because we probably would have gotten a, uh, we probably would have had our flight canceled had we been on one. Um, but a uh, tricky drive out, and we were did about 35 miles an hour the last uh, three hours heading out there because we were on a, on, on a sheet of ice pretty much until we, we we got about 20 minutes into Illinois and then uh, got to see a meteor come down in the St. Louis oh, area. Geez. It was pretty cool. We saw the, <laughs> the stars saw the were aligning for the you. Sky. Yeah, the sky kind of flashed those bright blue, and everybody was like, what the heck did we just see? And <laughs> Um, yeah, we made it out there safely somehow, um, about 18 degrees, I think at kickoff uh, the next night. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of been the start of the journey. It's been pretty cool. Well, I, that's the, the beauty of social media is I, I, lo- I, I watched that probably like five times cause I just found it so entertaining. <laughs> it's great when you see a coach interacting with his guys in that fun setting, whether you knew how to flip the camera around or not, it was, it was still entertaining and and I guess when you start tournament time, there's a serious mode you'd have to get into, but you always want to keep it light with your guys as well. Yeah, yes and no. Um, I think uh, the seriousness can come will, will come itself. Uh, I think there's there's no point in overharping the fact that it's one and done, you know, time when it becomes uh, the conference tournament and the NCAA tournament. So, um, 
been doing this for 20 something years now and um every year is different every group is different but the management of this group is really just let's have some fun let's keep it loose and light and i know they're going to be up for the game when, when the game time comes around so we don't need to be um overly serious it was uh, uh it was we, we, this group has a lot of fun this group this group responds better to pressure than i could have ever imagined so um you know we were just having a good time on the way out making the best out of doing 35 miles an hour for three hours on a 10-hour <laughs> bus trip uh, even after uh, you guys won the championship, we got to see you guys have a little fun singing um, "Country Roads" on uh, on Twitter. What do, do, do you know all the words to the song by now? And and at karaoke, do you think you would get a standing ovation if if you sang it? Oh, goodness, I think uh, the pressure of I do know all the words. The pressure of doing it on a karaoke stage would probably break me. Um, <laughs> I'd probably forget it at that stage. Um, but "Country Roads" is a, is a staple after every after every West Virginia home game in every sport. Um, and it plays after every win in every sport. And so that was, I think, our guys' way of uh, enjoying the moment. Um, Akron, that facility for us, has become a little bit of a home field for us over the last few years. We've won five straight games on that pitch. Um, and so I think the boys being caught up in the moment um, decided that country roads was kind of the way to go at the end of the, at the end of the game. It's only right. Yeah. Can you name another John Denver song? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) And there's not another one that matters. (laughs) Yeah, That's a great answer. I love that. (laughs) And do you think, do you think there's any other better mascot than the Mountaineer? Um, well, I am a Nittany Lion. Um, so if there are any Penn cool. Staters out there listening to this I like podcast, I, I have to answer this in the most politically correct manner, um, that I believe that 50-50, the Nittany Lion and the Mountaineer are awesome. That's a good answer. <laughs> we, we had uh, a regional, basketball regional here that we hosted uh, a few years back in West Virginia was here. And uh, I got to be honest, the guy uh, creeped me out. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing running around with that. I mean, they get, they get, uh, they get, I know there's a whole process that goes through selecting that individual. And uh, yeah. yeah, they, they usually nail it every time. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't probably tell them apart from year to year because they all kind of run around with that gun. I don't know what they're going to do. You know? <laughs> the best part of that gun is that after the national anthem, he shoots it, he shoots them, uh, he shoots it, and then at the end of the, the win, he'll shoot it. And um, it's always funny to see the reactions of our opponents, especially after the national anthem, and they don't know it's coming. And when it's a city school, it's even better. You should see the city kids. They all jump. <laughs> and put, waiting for put one a little to fear into and them, run. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but the city school is always uh, I'm waiting for somebody to just hit the ground. <laughs> well, as, as, as you know, you guys are headed to, headed to Butler for the first round of the NCAA tournament. What do you, what do you like about that matchup, and, and what do you know about the, uh, the Butler team? Yeah, I think um, the the NCAA tournament is is really it's it's just an extension of everybody's conference tournaments. It doesn't matter who you play at the stage. Um, everyone's going to give you a game. Um, everyone's going to be uh, a danger, and it, it it's knockout football. And there's so many you know different obstacles and different uncontrollables that you really can't quite manage as a, as a coach or as a player. So you, you just deal with what you can do and, and don't worry too much about your opponent. Mm-hmm. I guess that kind of leads me in the second part there is that um, we'll, we'll know who Butler, uh, who their danger players are. We'll know what they do. Um, we'll, we'll scout them. We'll, we'll watch film. We've already been watching film. Um, 
but I think at the end of the day, the best teams focus on themselves um, and, and, and try to and try to bring out their strengths and, and just not get overly uh, bogged down with what your opponent's going to do and, and how they're and how they're going to play and, and take yourself out of it because it's 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 impossible um, for, for you to, 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 to be at your best if you're constantly worried about the other team and right. this stage of the year for them as well for everybody everybody's seen different styles they've all seen um, you know uh, different teams um, there's nothing that Butler's going to bring to the table that we haven't seen yet and, and vice versa we're not going to bring anything to the table that Butler hasn't seen yet so um, it comes down to execution it comes down to having a little bit of luck uh, it comes down to, to basically uh, you know who the best team is this time of year and on a given night you can throw out our nine wins and their 11 wins on the season none of that really matters anymore um it's just about the best team on the, on the evening yeah and i think it's important when you say that you're, you're just your mindset going into the mac tournament you hadn't had a conference win and then kind of like what you just said you throw out the records it's it's tournament play and and you, you rattled off three straight and uh Talk about just the mindset of your team. Uh, I, I think you just touched on it a little, but just dropping and heading into Mac or the tournament, uh, and and how mm-hmm. you guys just looked at that as a whole. Well, it goes to show you how much of a knife's edge men's college soccer is, um, and how quickly things can turn. We were the undefeated, unbeaten champs a year ago, um, untied champs a year ago. We won all five games in the Mac. And then this year we pick up one point with a with a draw. Um, that being said, every game um, we were we were good, and I think our guys knew we were good. And the scorelines don't necessarily show that, but that's kind of where I think most people were taken by surprise because we were scoring on goals, we were making critical mistakes in, in bad areas that were leading to goals, and um, errors would be compounded by a second error, um, and so. A lot of those score lines don't look flattering to us, but I think deep down inside we knew and, and the analytics that we have on every match told us a different story as well. Um, we were um, we were playing well. We were dominating the possession of the games. Uh, you know, Akron for, is a great example where they had a season low shots. I think they had four shots and one on goal season low, one on goal and they beat us one nil. Um, it was just that kind of a, of a rut that we weren't getting ourselves out of. And we always felt that if we could finally just get the one to break through, that we could get this thing going in the right direction. Um, and I mentioned at the MAC tournament that, you know, a lot of times when you're losing the way we were losing, you could very easily lose your team. You could very easily have your coaching staff turn on your players and your players turn on your coaching staff and everybody's fighting and you're, you're flipping in and out of lineups and, our, our troubles and our problems were, were compounded by the fact that we were missing key players and we had injuries and our lineup kept having to get shifted. It got changed. I think my SID told me we, we had like something like 11 or 12 different lineups in the first 15, 16 games. And that's impossible for your team to get any type of cohesion and coordination. But um, over the last four games or five games of the season, um, including the MAC tournament, those three games, we played the same lineup. Um, and then you think about uh, we go to SIUB and we get a draw on the road, which was good. The Akron game, we were fantastic um, and just ended up on the wrong side of it. And then to go win those three games in the MAC tournament, we weren't surprised. And, um, you know, the, the, once you kind of are able to settle into a little bit of a cohesive lineup, um, your, 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 your kids start to, to gel a little bit better and get a little bit better coordination with a lot of things that you're doing. And 
the, the best part about it for us is that we did it without two of our best players, and Pascal Tavares and Andres Muriel, two of our top, top guys who are seniors and, and major players on our team, for us to make this, this run without those guys and, and hopefully now get them back come tournament time. I think it bodes well for this group. So it's a confident group. Uh, the energy is positive. The energy is great. Um, they're obviously feeling very, very good about themselves right now. Um, and the championship mentality, that's two years in a row. We've won, we won a trophy. Um, and so winning isn't easy. And I believe it's part of the culture and it's part of a fiber. And it's hard to just become a winner overnight. Uh, this team has won the regular season last year and won the tournament championship this year. And we're back, back in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we just celebrated across the country uh, Diversity and Inclusion Month last month. And we saw that mm-hmm. you were instrumental in the creation of the uh, One WVU initiative, um, yeah. which promotes d- diversity. How do you go about that? Uh, it, it looks <coughs> like it looks like you were a, a focal point in in creating that, and just what that does on campus. So it was interesting. It was uh, one of my players. Uh, one night was walking around downtown, and um, there was a, a not too polite word called to him that I think we can probably all use our imagination to figure out what it was and um, he came to me the next day and said this happened um, and this was back when we had guys like Pat White and Steve Slayton who were absolutely killing it in college football mm-hmm. um, and you know my thought was I went to my boss at the time and I said listen we all know that these same people who decided to, to um, yell and my kid in the middle of the night when nobody was looking are the same people that are sitting in the stand cheering Pat White and Steve Slayton on as we're number one in the country right now. Um, and my idea was, you know, let's use athletics as our medium to kind of stamp some of this garbage out. And, um, because nobody's got the guts to say that in front of 60,000 people in a football stadium. Um, cause it won't, it won't fly. So why don't we use the power of our athletic, um, you know, our machine that, that really in truth is the generator for this economy in the state of West Virginia. So number one, I think it's a massive report for what athletics does in particular West Virginia athletics um, and the football program um, in the state. And um, But to use that, to use that and, and use it to stamp this out and make sure people understand it's unacceptable and get away from this whole black white garbage and unify through gold and blue. And, um, my administration backed me on it, which was which was fantastic. Um, when you think of West Virginia, and everybody has all the the prejudices and, and, and the mindsets of oh yeah, backwards, hillbilly, all sort of kind of stuff. But here we are uh, coming up with an initiative that um, you know nobody else was doing because most people on most campuses want to want to quiet that kind of stuff up. They don't want to make noise about issues that are going on on their campus. Um, um, and that's been evidenced by all the different college scandals that we've seen over the last decade or so. Um, but my administration got behind me and, um, it was something that became very, very important to me and we rolled with it. And, um, yeah, I, I've not had a kid since come and say that to me. You know, it's still out there. Racism's still out there. Diversity is still something that everybody needs to focus on and understand that, um, all things are not created equal even, even today. But, uh, you know, it's, it certainly, uh, was a proud initiative that, um, was spearheaded through, through, through this program, um, and, and kind of caught a life of his own as well. No, I think I think that's great. I think not only in college soccer, but I'm sure you've seen, uh, I mean, around the professional ranks and in 
other leagues there's there's been a big uh especially in the premier league it's you know it's everyone's game and stuff they're trying to promote that initiative i know you've been to a to a world cup in in 2006 can you talk about that experience a little bit and and what you gained from that yeah i've gotten to do quite a bit of traveling um been to the european championships been to the world cup um been overseas and the culture uh is amazing and um to to kind of see essentially what what has been overseas and and kind of now starting to permeate its way into the united states you know seeing seattle founders uh sell out i mean you know it's called xbox mm-hmm. stadium i would call it xbox stadium um 70,000 seats in 10 minutes and you see arthur blank selling more tickets for Atlanta united than he is for the Atlanta falcons in that new stadium um if we could get more people into those stands to see what that culture is like. And, and I, I think a lot of the stuff that from a political side of that, that kind of divides us is, um, can really, really be put to bed by just sitting next to somebody who's not like you. Um, and a lot of times you don't get to do that until you go overseas, but you're starting to see it more happen here within our own culture. We took our West Virginia team to Spain, uh, summer 2017 and, I think like 80% of the team had never been overseas before and yeah. to, to expose those guys to that was, was culturally a major thing. And, you know, if they've got prejudices or different types of pre pre thoughts about what a person is like over there, or, you know, a different culture, you know, maybe it, it dispelled it um, when, when, when you're exposed to it. And we grow up with different nuances that we gain from our parents, good, bad, or indifferent and, or, or, or environments that we grow up in and we don't know any better. And um, it's hard to kind of get away from it unless you're, you're kind of thrown to the fire. And so um, I, I highly encourage international travel. It's educational, not just fun. And I'm not just talking about the beaches of Jamaica. Um, um, it's about kind of going into, you know, some, going somewhere else that's outside your comfort zone. You'd be surprised how much you can grow and you'd be surprised how much, uh, it, it does to dispel, um, you know, different different ideas or different prejudices that we may have about people. Yeah, and I think bo- both of those questions, just the initiative you started there on campus, and then also what your answer just now about the World Cup and just seeing differences, you clearly have uh, used your platform um, for something great. And just hearing both of those answers to those questions is is what it's all about. I think we we preach it. Um, and it's just very refreshing to hear a perspective. I think many of us have, but to see someone doing something about it is always great to hear and see. And uh, clearly, uh, you know, you're you're doing that. And, uh, you know, to to give them those experiences is is admirable. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. I think uh, to be a soccer coach is it's a great job. If you gave me a choice, I'd rather be a golfer. But uh, oh, I'm a nice. soccer coach. But there's got to be more to it than just coaching soccer. You know, I think uh, you've got a platform. You've got to make the most of it. If you've got an opportunity to, to, to do something different, being a soccer coach itself, when, I, when they put me in the ground, or uh, it would be a really boring life just as a soccer coach. So um, you get one chance at this. And I'm not some unbelievable do-cutter who feels like I need to be politically influential in everything I do. But I do feel like there's more to life than just going to work and, than going home so um and and i love my job i love what i do but i 
I'd be incredibly bored if that was all I did. So, and you mentioned but yeah, I'd rather be a golfer. <laughs> you mentioned the magic word there with golf. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he, you should have seen my, Jeremy's eyes. My, light my up. eyes lit up. I, I, I mean, I have two <laughs> small kids, but I don't. I, I try to get out uh, every summer as much as I can. Where? Uh, how's your game? Uh, gosh, it, it, I don't get to play enough. Um, I did sneak out probably like almost three weeks ago now. Um, after not being out for about a month or so. And I'm typically in the high 80s, but I did get down to the low 80s that day. Um, high 80s is around – it's just not consistent enough. I don't play well enough. Yeah, that's um, everyone's problem, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not long enough off the tee, so it, it's always a long iron and second shot. Is, is One there of these a, days I'll get out there and play some more. Is there a course that people would – that I would have to play coming to West Virginia? Is there is there a place? Well, that's yeah. For I mean, there's more than just one. Uh, you got Pikewood, which is in Morgantown, which I've actually never played, but it's one of the top 100 courses in the country. Okay. Um, real pretentious. They kicked Jerry West out of it actually a couple oh, years wow. ago. Okay, um, I probably won't be playing there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe after the back championship, they let you on though. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, there's the Greenbrier, which has hosted uh, the, the FedEx event. Right. Okay. Got, yep. So you got the Greenbrier, you got Pete Dye Golf Course, which is down in Clarksburg, about half an hour from here. It's also one of the top 100 uh, courses in the country. Yeah, you've got some, uh, you got nice. some like, two or three beauties here that, that are definitely well worth it. Well, Eric, I think it sounds like we need to make a road trip. Yeah, sounds good to me. Well, Coach, we we appreciate you taking the time with us today. I know you're you're a busy man. You got to get to practice. So, um, best of luck with everything, and and we appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Coach. Once again, we hope you enjoyed that interview with West Virginia head coach Marlon LeBlanc. Jeremy, I, I thought that was a great interview. That was a great interview. Yeah. Uh, the, the All the diversity stuff and how that came about on campus and off the field, off the soccer pitch, to, to hear about all the things that uh, that Coach LeBlanc is, is a part of uh, was really interesting. Yeah, he talked about it. He said, you know, if I was just a soccer coach, I'd be pretty boring. So I think any time you can expand your realm and, and get your feet into different things, I, I think that's pretty cool. Are, so. are you shocked that he only knew one John Denver song? Um, Yes and no. I, 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 that's the one song you would know. So I, Do and you I, know another one? Uh, the... Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that would be the only other one, though. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't. Thank God, I'm a country boy. Nice. That's good a big one. one. That's good a big one. one. Good one. I, yeah, I don't, I don't. Big pretend, JD fan. I don't pretend to be a, a huge John Denver guy, but the, <laughs> but the hits are the hits. I'm yeah, not, I'm you gotta not, always not play lie. the hits, and those, yep. those three right there, play them right now after yep. the pod. Okay. After you listen to this podcast, people out there, put on a little John Denver. Your yeah, day will you, be made. Yeah, if you're not hip, get hip. That's that's what that's what I have to say about that. So we we got a road trip coming up. We do. You and I, we do. This, looking at this weekend. Yeah, looking ahead. I think uh, Jeremy and I will make our way down to Bowling Green for at yeah. least at least a little bit for the um, MAC volleyball championship this year. It should be should be a good time. Are you yeah, looking I'm forward in, to it? I'm I'm heading back to BG speaking to the Sport Management Alliance. Nice uh, sports symposium. You just did some speaking at your school. I right? did. I did. I did have a um a little panel that they brought me back okay. for. It was good. It was good. Is that I, your first one? 
Uh, second one. This okay. one was a lot um, bigger. There was a lot more kids, oh, so okay. it, it was it was definitely more nerve wracking. I don't like speaking in front of in front of a ton of people, especially like about my experience and about yeah. myself. But you know, I'm getting used to it. I think molding it, young minds. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> I know it's weird. I I I look at some of these kids and they look older than me. So <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm in the wrong place sometimes. Well, it's always but, a good it's always a good experience to do that to speak in front of people. Oh yeah, for no matter sure. Who, I I remember my first times. Going back to Bowling Green, and, and they're great. I, I've remained uh, in contact with Sports Management Alliance and, and all that they do on campus there. And to go back every time, maybe it was 20 people I talked to the first time, and then it yep. grows and grows and grows. And now th- th- this Friday we're going uh, because I'll be up there for a panel, and I think it's going to be like a large auditorium. Yeah. But to share your story and to be in front of those people and to make contacts, you, you don't know who you're you're right. talking to. Right, exactly. People could help you down the road. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, f- you meet so many cool people and people that are just, you know, I think sometimes we look back on, on working in sports and, and we lose sight of what we do. And there's so many young people that are excited about working in sports that it, it kind of reinvigorates you a little bit, talking to these people and seeing their eyes light up a little bit when we talk. Yeah, I've been able to make contacts through this program and through speaking of, of people that have landed jobs all over the country yeah. and, and to remain in touch with them and to see them grow, even though they're younger than me, it's it's incredible to see that growth and to stay in contact. And that's what it's all about. That's what this business is all about. So I'm excited to be going there Friday, but it just so happens we're going up there and you're coming with me because yep, because volleyball have, championship. Yeah, we have the there. volleyball championship. Miami was our East champs. Yep. And then we had a co-championship in the West with Central Michigan and Ball State. Yes. And uh, Central Michigan's our two seed. Yeah. So they have a bye all the way until Saturday's matches. Yep, yep. Uh, They'll play the late game Saturday. Yeah, and and we have our championship match coming uh, from Bowling Green on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, all, the, all the games of the tournament on ESPN+. Plus. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll take in some volleyball. Yeah, while we're it should there. be good. It should be great. I love volleyball. Those those kids are so athletic. It's it's crazy, man. It's, yeah, it's we have a lot of good volleyball teams in the conference, and just like every other sport that we have in the conference, you never know who we're going to win these things because we're so even in in all of our sports. Yeah, I think Eastern Michigan won last year, and they were not predicted to win it at all. So. Right. Um, yeah, it should be it should be a good tournament. Yeah, I'm excited to go see it. Yeah, uh, championship season like we've preached again and again. Uh, we we love it. And it's 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 one of the, the definite pros of this job is to to be around our championships and to see people play in this survive in advance and and everything on the line uh, format and. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Even though we're not going to be there for the championship game, it'll be good to take it. Yeah, and I think volleyball is, like, one of those one of those sports, like football and basketball, where we have a lot of people go down and, and work with us in it. And so we get to see a lot of people that, you know, we don't get to work with necessarily every day. So that's that's always a good time, seeing the people reconnect on campus and stuff like that. So it should be a good time. Yeah. Well, once again, we'll be in Bowling Green this weekend. If you're at the sports symposium or and if you listen to this podcast, be sure to say hello to either of us. Uh, you could also follow us at on that guy JG and it's EK24. Yes, is yeah. yours, I recently Did I changed that right. It. Yeah, I recently changed it. Throws it, so. me off. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, be sure to say hello when we're on campus or if you see us at the volleyball championship. Yeah, absolutely. Stop by, say hi. We we might give it, you know, maybe we'll get our, our picture with some people or something. That'd, yeah, that'd be post fun. them on the pod. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe, you know, quick quick podcast notes if you want to. Yeah. Autograph session. Yeah. Oh, I don't, no, think, I don't, think, I don't think we're there yet. We're but, not there yet. But maybe, maybe we're just trying to get subscribers. Yeah, get some followers up and make, make sure to uh, follow, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. 
podcast at Call to Action on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, with that, we look forward to tuning in with you guys next week, and be sure to uh, get some action. Get some action.